The following is a Frank R. Wilson presentation. Welcome to where we explore the magic of music from the movies. From the golden age to present day, we've got it covered. So sit back, relax, grab a popcorn, and relive your favorite movies through music. Welcome to What's the Score? I'm your host, Frank Wilson. Let's have a look at the shelf of CDs and see what we play today. Recognize that music? It's among the favorites of our next guest today. We've gone across the Atlantic again to talk with a man who's done a variety of things in film. Uh, he's worked sound, he's uh, directed uh, award-winning short films, and is currently trying to break into acting. And what, what brought him to my attention was a, a popular YouTube channel that he created called La Movie Geek. He, uh, he put together several complex videos that showcased his favorite scores, and I took notice, uh, particularly since one of the ones he did was on my favorite composer, John Barry, and it was just brilliant what he had put together. Uh, his channel has had thousands of views, and therefore I, I thought he'd be a perfect guest for our show. So I hope all of you will please join me in welcoming Romain Lenhoff to our program. Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour, Franck. <laughs> uh, and that's the only French I know, so <laughs> as far as we're going. Okay. If you haven't already, if our listeners haven't already figured it out, uh, Romain is uh, is based in France and will be talking to us today. Um, I always kind of start these things off with uh, helping our, our listening audience know a little bit about you. So if you would, maybe kind of just uh, give us a little indication about, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. So, um well, I, um, I'm a kind of a YouTuber, as you say, <laughs> but uh, first of all, I want to be a filmmaker. I'm making short films, and um, well, I started on the set of uh, The Black Dahlia, a movie by Brian De Palma. Mm -hmm. uh, it was uh, in 2000, 2005, and uh, actually, I was making a, a website about Brian De Palma, and uh, he, I met him in Paris. I introduced myself and I said I'm making a. I have made a website about your your work, about your career, and he said uh, he was surprised, but actually he knew my my website. So we, hmm. I was very surprised. But uh, at this time he was living in Paris. His girlfriend was uh, French and she was translating my website to him. <laughs> And uh, that's how we uh, we connect. And so he said that um, if I want, I could come on his next set, uh, next movie. He was making an adaptation of James Elroy novel called The Black Dahlia. And uh, I, I came, and uh, it was the first time I was on a on a movie set. And I I thought that well, I want to be I want to be there. This is my uh, this is the place I want to be. Mm. <laughs> So uh, I met some French people in the crew who, who, uh, who told me that after the movie I could come and they, on the set of French uh, uh, movies, French TV series, and uh, that's all. Everything begins. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, yes, I met the, the channel, uh, the, the, the channel of uh, the movie geek, 
a few years after and I was thinking of making uh, putting my my stuff my uh, my own short movies and uh, uh, as as you as you t as you told I like to make editing and uh, I, I I have so many people that I love and we have a, we have a common um, a common taste with John Barry because John Barry is also my favorite music composer <laughs> so I I uh, choose to make some some uh, super cuts and I put uh, I put them on my channel. <laughs> yeah, and we'll uh, and we'll highlight that channel at the end of the program so that uh, <laughs> if any of our listeners are interested, they oh. should uh, definitely go and check it, uh, check it out. <laughs> what what I'm curious about is that what obviously you ended up developing a passion for for filmmaking, but mm. what was it that got you interested in film scores? Oh, I it was uh, when I was a, a child. Uh, every weekend on fr in France, there was uh, the Pest Rangers, you know, the TV shows with John, uh, with uh, Roger Moore and Tony Curtis. Right. And and the opening credits was John Barry's uh, uh, incredible opening credits uh, with uh, his music. Uh, uh, is, uh, is is it's one of my favorite. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's one of my big mistake in the in the, the, uh, the video I made. It's a big missing. I didn't put the, this uh, movie, uh, this TV, uh, TV movie theme. You know, uh, the music is very, uh, uh, very famous, and I, I, I forgot, I forgot to put it in my video. But it's the first one uh, that gave me the, uh, the test for music, the, uh, the passion for music, and especially uh, music for movies, soundtracks. Yeah. And that's you know it's it's a shame because the, on the Persuaders because mm -hmm. which is the show you're talking about apparently it was a big hit in Europe but it just didn't yes. do anything in the U S and that was why they decided not to continue with it and it's kind of a shame yes. and you're there's right only, that's there's only that's one, one of, season yes yeah and that's um it's one of my favorite cues as well and and yet I went years. I had caught the program a couple of times, but I'd never. I I would say I love that music, but I wonder who wrote it, and I didn't know for years until uh, I found out later. You know, now now I know why I loved it so much because it was written by John Barry. So, <laughs> yes. well, that's interesting. So that that uh, that spurred you to get interested in film music, and and the rest is history, as they say. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I think you've you've picked a, a, a tremendous selection of scores to talk about today. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really love the diversity of it. There's some composers I've never even heard of or, mm -hmm. or not familiar with, so I'm really excited to kind of go through these. Um, the first selections I'd like to, to explore, we're going to play two in a row here. The first one is uh, from a film called The Things of Life, and the composer is uh, Philippe Sardet, I guess is how it might be pronounced. It's Tell a us a little bit about, uh, about why that's a particular favorite score of yours. Well, uh, Philippe Sard, uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's uh, a composer that I love uh, also since my childhood. I mean, uh, there's John Barry, then there was uh, uh, John Williams, because I was a kid on, of Star Wars mm -hmm. when I was a kid. Sure. And, Philippe, and Philippe Sard made the music for uh, very popular French movies. And uh, there is, uh, it's probably not famous outside France, but at this time I was watching these, his movies. And The, the Things of Life, it's his first soundtrack. He was 18 years old when he, when he made this score. And wow. it's incredible. It's incredible. Wow. And, uh, 18 huh. years old. 18 That's... years old, yes. Huh. And then the, uh, uh, the other cue we're going to play right after that is from someone that just about all of us would know. Mm -hmm. uh, Ennio Morricone, and but it's not a it's not a, a, a film I'm familiar with. I guess it's called uh, Per Amore. It's and, an uh, Italian movie that I didn't so I didn't see it. It's a very very rare movie, and uh, it's impossible to see it. And uh, like, like a lot of movies by Ennio Morricone, uh, because he made uh, something like three hundred uh, scores. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, amazing. And uh, most of them are impossible to see. Uh, it's Itali Italian, very rare movies, and uh, this one is impossible to see, uh, unfortunately. So I just know the score, but I don't know the film. Ah, <laughs> how it, interesting! Uh, <laughs> but but uh, you but you love the score a lot, and so we're gonna yes. we're gonna play that one as well as the uh, a cue from the Things of Life by uh, Philip Sardet. So uh, let's sit back and uh, and take a listen to both of those. 
you um you kind of led me to a question that I wanted to ask you about, and that is that it seems to me that Francis had a real love affair with cinema. I mean, mm-hmm. more so than a lot of other regions of the world. Why is that? Why does France have such a, a passion and a love affair for cinema? Uh, that's a good question. Um, maybe because... Yes, there was some great film directors in the beginning, like, uh, you know, there was first the, the Brothers Lumière, you know, which was for, for us created the cinema. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, and there was uh, there was Méliès also, you know, that uh, uh, even Martin Scorsese made a film about uh, Méliès recently. Uh, and I forgot the title. <laughs> and um, but yes. I don't know. Actually, there's maybe uh, maybe each country uh, loves cinema, but we we don't really know. You know, between countries, uh, um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but it's a, it's a very vibrant film community there, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. there's yes uh, more so than than some other countries that are out there. There's I'm sure there's plenty of studios and there's people. You know, there's always something going on in the industry and productions mm-hmm. going on. So it's it's real interesting how they've had such the, such a love affair. It was just something I was curious about. Um, the next one we're going to play is is something that uh, I'm familiar with. the The film not only kind of really touched me a lot, but the music was certainly a big part of that. And this is the uh, the theme from a film called Summer of '42, oh, written by yes. uh, Michel Legrand. Um, Michel Legrand. Michel, okay, sorry, I told you I'd be butchering these things. Uh, <laughs> it's all right. Tell it, tell us what you're uh, what you're thinking on on choosing that amongst your favorites. Well, it's for, for me too. Summer of '42 is a big movie that uh, I I love the film Robert Mulligan's movie. It's uh, I'm also a big fan of Robert Mulligan in, in general because mm-hmm. he made a, a film called Love with the Proper Stranger. With uh, Steve McQueen and Natalie Wood, with uh, music by Elmer Bernstein, and uh, both of them, Summer of '42 and Love with the Proper Stranger, are two of my two of my favorite movies. And uh, the music by uh, Michel Legrand is incredible. It's very very sad and very romantic. It's like the film, you know. It's uh, uh, I, I grew up with also Michel Legrand because uh, it's a French composer, so we we heard a lot of his music in France, uh, of course. And um, this one is one one that he made for an American film. It's, it's um, so there's a kind of uh, how to say that. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm a bit proud of it because it's a French composer that could work in, uh, sure. in America. Yeah. So something something very uh, very well, and, and I think you you know you can understand why this would. Uh, it's like I can't imagine the movie without that music. I, I mm-hmm. can't imagine anybody improving upon what he did in terms of capturing the uh, the mood and the mm-hmm. and the yes. feeling the and as you say the romance and the nostalgia and all that sort of thing. So it's a uh, I'm looking forward to playing this. We're gonna. Uh, play this, I believe it's the uh, theme from the film Summer of 42, written by Michel Legrand.
You mentioned um, you mentioned Brian De Palma, uh, and and uh, you're a big fan of his. What what are some of the reasons why you you seem to be such an avid fan of of Brian De Palma? Oh, it, because it's a filmmaker who's uh, very interested in music. We can see in each one of his movies is um, is choosing a great uh, a great composer. It was it was Pino Donaggio for. Uh, for uh, Carrie, mm-hmm. or uh, there was Ennio Morricone for the Untouchables or Mission to Mars, and uh, he's, he's always choosing choosing great uh, composers. And uh, uh, there's the stylish of his visual, the visual style of his uh, movies, the way the camera is moving inside the <laughs> inside the scene. I'm fascinated by the by by his style, and uh, in the in the previous interview, you you, uh, you were talking with um, uh, Terry Bember about Carlitos Way, and it's actually my, my favorite movie with a great score huh. by, by Patrick Doyle. Right. It's my favorite favorite Brian De Palma's film. And I saw I saw it many times, and uh, last year in uh, in a movie theater theater in Paris, and uh, yes, it's it's my favorite one. Uh, well, you know what? You, you brought out something that was that was interesting too. That a lot of times directors will pick one or two composers that they work with, and they just they never they never use anyone else. I mean, you know, the classic examples are like John Williams with Steven Spielberg or joined at the hip, or uh, way mm-hmm. back in the '60s it was Brian Forbes and John Barry, and uh, and there are other relationships like that. Um, yes. And yet he seemed comfortable with choosing different composers it doesn't sound to me like he repeated any i mean did he in his career use the same composer for two of his films or was it always someone different oh yes but he made so many films so many when he was when he was making um uh, carrie he took pino donaggio and he he chose him for his next uh, three or four movies because the relationship was great oh okay I uh, I talked with with him on the Black Dahlia about uh, his choice. The first choice he had for uh, Black Dahlia was James Horner, and hmm. uh, but he changed his mind. Uh, fin- finally, it was Mark Isham that made the the, the music. But uh, when he, when I was on the set, it was supposed to be James Horner. So I I knew at the time that um, most people of the Brian De Palma fan community. Uh, didn't like this choice. Uh, they didn't like James Horner, <laughs> and, he wa- and he was surprised. So he told me that uh, uh, it's a great choice. I, I love to work with uh, many people, many di- many different people. That's why he chose Ennio Morricone for The Intouchables or, uh, or John Williams for The Fury. And uh, <laughs> so he said, I like to work with uh, many people, many many different computers. Huh. That's interesting, and that's good. That's good to know because it is somewhat unusual. It seems like these days that a lot of directors like just sticking with one, but he was mm-hmm. actually interested in trying to diversify and and find different voices out there. So, that, speaking of Brian De Palma and, and his films, we're gonna play next. The uh, uh, we're gonna combine two cues here. Uh, one is from uh, his film called Carrie, the main title from that, uh, and we're also gonna play a. a uh, a cue from another composer that I uh, I really like, although I've not really heard a lot of his stuff, and that's Vangelis. Mm-hmm. Uh, l- l- let's talk about the Vangelis uh, cue first. This is from a film, and I'm you know again I'm going to butcher this. Uh, <laughs> la, uh, la Apocalypse de, des uh, L'Apocalypse des animaux. <laughs> okay, you do it better than I do. Tell us what are some of the reasons why you um, had that make your list. Well, this one, it, the first time I heard this one, it was on a, a, a cassette, <laughs> an, an old cassette. Uh, it was the greatest hits by uh, Vangelis or Vangelis. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. Uh, two, there's two pronunciations. They said Vangelis or Vangelis. I don't know. <laughs> but um, yes, <clears throat> and it was, and it was a uh, like love, love at first sight with the with the, this music. It's hmm. a very very pretty music. And uh, like for uh, Per Amore, 
it's uh, it's from a, a TV show that I didn't see at all. It's a there's two two music in this uh, in, on my list from a movie that I never saw. <laughs> so uh, it's a French TV series called L'Apocalypse des Animaux, but it's very rare and uh, impossible to see today. So mm. the only thing that stays is the music. Yeah, the music, and that and that instantly takes you back to the show a lot of times too when you hear that. And then the uh, uh, the theme from Carrie. I mean, that's. Yeah. I guess that's pretty obvious that, that would make your list if for no other reason because you're a fan of, of Brian De Palma. But was there a particular reason why you would have chosen that movie versus some of the others that he has out there? Yes, uh, I, I think it's because it's the first Brian De Palma film that I saw. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, it was uh, like for Van Gelis, it was a love at first sight. I love the music. I love the film. But the music was an extraordinary and uh, uh, I think it's also very romantic and very sad, like uh, like for Summer of 42 in, in a different way. But it's uh, very beautiful uh, music that I, uh, I love very much. <laughs> okay, well let's uh, let's give everyone else a chance to kind of check both of these cues out. Uh, the main title from Carrie, and then I'll let you say it. The Vangelis cue is from the film. You say it. L'Apocalypse des Animaux. <laughs> okay, yeah, it sounds so much better when you say it. Uh, let's uh, let's let's listen and uh, have a have a uh, some fun with this. Thank you. 
You you mentioned earlier, and I know that in our uh, brief conversations back and forth, that you do really have an interest in uh, in editing for some reason. Talk to me about that. What is it that's so appealing to you about about editing? Well, it's a mystery for me too because uh, <laughs> I I just had a, a computer because my my father is a well, um, how do you say that an informatician yes is working in computers so I had a computer way very young and uh, I I began with making some uh, uh, photoshopping from uh, for some I will I love to edit some pictures, you know, some uh, some photos that I was uh, that I take, and um, yeah, I don't really know exactly where where does it come from for the passion for from for editing. It's uh, <laughs> you like being creative, I would take it, because at least mm-hmm. the, the examples that I've seen were were incredibly creative. Oh, thank you. <laughs> The um, uh, and these were sophisticated. I mean, I do some editing myself, but very simple uh, kind of stuff that I just do for myself, you know, home movies and things like that. But, uh, mm-hmm. but what what you had put together was quite sophisticated. So uh, again, we'll uh, we'll mention that at the at the end of the program. But the uh, the YouTube channel is called Le Movie Geek, and uh, I'm sure you could probably easily find it. But uh, you should check it out. There'll be uh, all kinds of things on there where you can see examples of. Uh, of Romaine's uh, editing skills. Um, now we're going to get to one of our favorites, since we both seem to share a love affair for this man. This is John Barry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the ones that you chose was from a little-known film that uh, I don't think got widely seen, certainly here in the States. I can't speak for other parts of the world. But the score is just amazing. And this is from a film called Walkabout. Oh, yeah. Uh, tell, us, uh, tell us what went... Tell us what went behind your thinking of that. Well, um, I I knew the score before I saw the film for this one. Yeah, same I, for me. Yeah. Yes, so I uh, I was re- really uh, curious to see the film, but the score was extraordinary to me. It was uh, maybe maybe my favorite uh, my favorite score by John Barry. Even if there's uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, which is a, a great. Uh, uh, Jim, <laughs> Jim. Mm-hmm. and um, and uh, when I saw the film with the music, it was it was great because it's uh, it's it's a little movie. There's it's very uh, uh, contemplative. You know, it's, it's all right. <laughs> and yes. sure this one. Yes. And um, it's uh, a Nicholas Rugg movie that uh, uh, and. I like very much uh, this, this kind of psychedelic movies uh, from the 70s. Uh, I don't think it's possible to make this kind of film today, but uh, uh, he, he made also a movie with uh, David Bowie. It was uh, The Man Who Fell to Earth. And uh, it's also like Brian De Palma, someone who's very stylish, who like uh, the visual, the aesthetic, and it's very expressionist sometimes. And uh, John Barry in it what, did a, a great job because uh, I don't know I don't know how he, uh, how he could do this kind of music when when I'm looking some movies that are very very bad from the 70s he made a, a like mm-hmm. a science fiction movie like Star, Star Crash do you know this oh movie? yes <laughs> yes <laughs> and his music is it's great I mean he's always making a, a good music even if the movie is not uh, I'm not sure he's watching the movie before he made he made the score sometimes yeah. I'm su- sometimes I'm surprised <laughs> yeah and sometimes uh, I kind of wonder if he was doing it for the money and and not necessarily just because he was really interested in the project. And Star Crash is an example of one. Well, let's let's have a listen to this. This is a, uh, from the film Walkabout. The cue is called The Three of Us, uh, written by John Barry.
this list really is is fabulous what you've put together because there are so many different styles here and different types of films. And I'm not familiar with this film called The Macintosh Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, this featured a score by Maurice Jar. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, what was your thinking in, in including that on your list. Well, I saw the film when uh, I was a teenager, and it's a spy movie by uh, John Huston. And it's uh, it's very interesting because it's a kind of uh, uh, the opposite of James Bond because it's a it's a spy film but very very slow mm-hmm. with uh, with uh, Paul Newman uh, who's uh, really great in this film and it's like uh, it's like the opposite of James Bond even if the music it's there's only one music all along all uh, during the film the same music if you don't like this <laughs> this uh, song it's don't don't look at the film because it's always every every five minutes there is the same music huh. some people are very uh, uh distracted or they, 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 they don't like this because uh, uh, in uh, um, how to say that <laughs> after 20 or 25 minutes of films um well, they're bored with the same music. Yeah, but, that's kind of unusual for for someone mm-hmm. to choose to to use the. I mean, and you're you're are you talking about the exact same music or just a, a, a variation on a theme? It's it's a variation, but it's very uh, um, subtle variation. It's uh, sometimes it's uh, a little bit slow, sometimes it's. Uh, uh, not so uh, so loud, but it's uh, always the same the same melody, the same music actually huh. always. So uh, if if you like the music, it's great. But if you don't, <laughs> it's hard to see the film. But uh, wow! Uh, but well, I, I found it interesting. I found it was yeah. interesting to. Uh, well, let's let's have a let's check this out and listen for ourselves. This is the main title from a film called The Macintosh Man, music by Maurice Jar. next choice you picked one of my favorites as well uh, in terms of composer and I, I i'm ashamed to say i don't think i've seen this film either uh the film is called the molly mcguires uh with music by henry mancini tell us a little bit about your uh, thinking in in choosing uh, the molly mcguires as one of your favorite scores 
Well, it's also because I love the film. It's a great film, and uh, um, when I when I saw it for the first time, I thought it was a very different kind of style for um, Henri Mancini. Everyone knows uh, his work for uh, the Pink Panther, for instance. It's pro- sure. probably uh, probably his most uh, famous uh, song, uh, music, and uh, the Molly Maguire's. It uh, shows that he could do very uh, subtle music for um, uh, little movies. That uh, I think it was not a big success. I think it was a very uh, it's a very confidential movie for uh, for people who like who like cinema. And um, I love the film and, uh, and the the music with it. <laughs> it was. Um, Yes, it was a, a great dis- discovery. Yeah, Henry Mancini really was uh, quite diverse. I mean, he was he mm-hmm. obviously was really good with jazz, as evidenced by the Pink Panther and his theme for Peter Gunn and things like that. But uh, yes. he he could do romance and, and and action just as well as anybody. And he you know talk about a prolific career. And he it was interesting too how he not only did film scores, but a lot of times he would. Uh, uh, do separate albums or CDs, if you will, of greatest hits, and they were always big, yes. big smashes and would sell well. Yes, and the Molly Maguire's has absolutely nothing to do with uh, the, the popular mu- movies we know uh, that he made the, the score because it's uh, it's uh, a social movie. But uh, um, oh, I don't know what to say that in English. <laughs> um, yeah. Call minus, call minus. Right. And uh, yes, it's a it's a great film, but uh, uh, I, I like the fact that I like people who are making something different, you know, from the the, the thing we know. For instance, I like very much a, a score by John Williams called uh, "Presumed Innocent," with, mm-hmm. uh, from a movie with uh, Harrison Ford, and it's uh, also it's very very different from uh, Star Wars and everything we know from him. I, I like the the little um, games that a composer could make from for uh, movies, more confidential, more uh, intimate movies. Yeah, and you know, and going back to something we had talked about earlier, here's another relationship that was two people that were constantly working together, and that was Henry Mancini was always, if a, if Blake Edwards was doing a film, it was going to be Henry Mancini doing the music. I can only think yes. of one exception when that didn't happen. Uh, Blake Edwards did a film called uh, Oh, now it's going to escape my thinking at the moment. But the score actually was written by John Barry, and I uh, uh, I cannot uh, believe I'm forgetting this. <laughs> anyway, I'll, uh, I'll I'll try to come back to it maybe, and I'll remember it. But uh, otherwise, Henry Mancini always did all the Blake Edwards films, uh, as well yes. as obviously a lot of others. So let's uh, let's listen to this. This is the theme from the Molly Maguire's uh, music by. Henry Mancini. Thank you. 
I've mentioned several times how much I really kind of enjoying your list because of the diversity in it. It's um, I guess you've already mentioned it really, but I would you say that your favorite overall favorite composer is John Barry, or are there some yes. others that are kind of in the in the running for that? Oh, there's uh, there's many, but uh, the first for me it's uh, John Barry because it's uh, the one who who give me the the passion for music from uh, from mu- movie music exactly. So um, and oh yes, and I forgot to say that my first CD, the first soundtrack that I uh, had, it's a uh, Goldfinger. Ah, so, there you go. And it's uh, the the one I I just. I mean, right now I'm in my family house in the country and not in Paris. And I just uh, found that my uh, my CD, uh, my my first CD. <laughs> so it's uh, nostalgia, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, you know, it was interesting too, is I found that there were two names that I was surprised that weren't included in your list. Uh, mm-hmm. And you've mentioned one of them several times, John Williams. Uh, mm-hmm. And then also Jerry Goldsmith. Are, are there uh, if we were to make a, a a secondary list, would there be maybe one score from each one of those that you might like? Um, oh, it's hard. Um, <laughs> I think for Jerry Goldsmith, I, I like bo- I like very much a score he made for a movie, a Joe Dante's movie called Explorers. Hmm. And it's, uh, uh, on for John Williams. Um, I won't be very original. I think it's the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> okay, and that that seems to be the one that most people will pick, and uh, mm, certainly in yes. that series as being the best one. So yes. you're not alone <laughs> in that thinking. Well, we're gonna we're gonna finish up our selections with uh, uh, again. I can't help myself. We're gonna we're gonna go back to John Barry, and mm-hmm. this is from a film called the uh, uh, the Quiller Memorandum. Yes. Uh, Tell us a little bit, because this is a little bit unusual uh, and a, a different sound, but what was it that uh, that kind of piqued your interest in including that on your list? Oh, it's the same. For for this one, I discovered the, the music with the film. It's Sometimes I, I, I discover the music before the film, but this one, mm-hmm. it was... A, uh, and I didn't know at all this movie. Uh, it was on TV. So I, I was watching TV and I, I, I discovered the movie and uh, um, it was already uh, begun for 10 minutes. And I was thinking the score, I knew this, I, I recognize <laughs> the style. There's only one guy in the world who can do this music. <laughs> so uh, when when at the end, uh, uh, at the end of the film, I was thinking I, I need to buy this, uh, this music because I, I was in love with this and... Uh, uh, probably much much better for the for the music than the film. Yeah, uh, I I like the film, but uh, music is extraordinary. Uh, John Barry is an incredible composer. Yeah, well let's um let's go ahead and, and give this a listen. It's probably a, 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 a music and a and a cues that uh, a lot of our listeners maybe haven't heard before. So I'm sure that this will be a a treat for them. Uh, this is the main theme from the film called uh, The Quiller Memorandum. I believe the theme is also sometimes referred to as Wednesday's Child. Yes. Uh, so we'll have a listen to that, and again, written by John Barry.
righty. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of curious. What is a uh, what's in your future right now? I I know you had mentioned that you were looking at at maybe trying maybe doing some background acting or some regular acting and mm-hmm. you obviously you have the uh, the YouTube channel which I'm assuming you're still very involved in so w- w- what what's in what's in your future right now as you see it uh, uh, actually I'm writing a, a new script for a short film and uh, there's also I have many ideas for new editings uh, for uh, videos for my channel but it took a lot of time, so I'm, I'm always uh, uh, how to say that I'm. Uh, I, I would like to make many, many, many things, but uh, it, it took so, so much time. You know, the last video I made it was on uh, Philip Sard for a, a video like like I made for John Barry, and right. it took me it took me three months to make. So wow. three months three months for a video. It's uh, for a YouTube video. It's it's too much. <laughs> it yeah. takes it takes a lot of time. So I'm trying to make just little videos that took me only one week uh, at maximum. But uh, uh, I need I need I need ideas for for that. <laughs> yeah. So right now right now I just writing a script for a short film and uh, I see later what uh, what I will do. <laughs> Well, hey, if you uh, you know, if you ever need a uh, if you ever need an actor for one of your short films and can pay for the airfare, I'd be happy to come <laughs> over and, and do it for you. So, because uh, I, okay. I do, uh, I'm also an actor as well. So, but yes, I listen, see that. <laughs> uh, Romaine, you've been a delightful guest, and I I really appreciate the the selections that you've uh, that you've shared with us, and I'm sure our listeners have enjoyed it as well. Uh, Thank you. One more time, I guess the. Uh, the, the name of the YouTube channel is Le Movie Geek, right? Mm-hmm. And you yes. should be able to find that by searching on YouTube, I would guess, easily enough. Um, and, and I would encourage our listeners to check it out because it is a there's a, a some incredible editing that goes on, and it's not just on film music; it's also on on film in general. I think there's also like a tribute to Brian De Palma on there, as uh, for obvious reasons after our conversation, and, and uh, lots of other things. I think you'd really enjoy the channel, so. Please check that out. Uh, again, my my sincere thanks for, uh, for you joining us today. Thank you, thank you very much. All right, well, that's great. That's gonna, <laughs> yeah, that's going to wrap up this edition of uh, What's the Score? There's only one thing left to say, and that is simply this: My name is Frank Wilson. My time is up. I thank you for yours. Thanks for listening to What's the Score. <laughs>